Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 143 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our now streaming episode. We talk about stuff that we've been watching. And guys, something weird happened to me this weekend. Two things, actually, that, that don't normally happen. Uh, number one, the first thing that never happens that I've got to say live. I think Drew Allen was right about something. And I hate that. <laughs> number two... A movie came out that is so good that it demands that we spend an episode talking about it. Won't be this one. Won't be the next one. And it doesn't even matter that the menu is no longer like current or fresh yeah. <laughs> or like being talked about in the zeitgeist. But it's so goddamn good that we should do a full breakdown on it. Now, here's the reason we can't. Because that would defeat the entire purpose of the movie. I think, <laughs> which was seemed like veiled shots at people who criticize things for a living. So uh, the I, I, got, I did get to go out and watch the menu. That movie is awesome. Drew Allen did not disappoint on his review of it. It's a movie I think that anyone who enjoys movies would enjoy. Uh, Drew Allen, you talked about like you'd like to know kind of what the the overall theme was or like the the purpose, the meaning behind it. I walked away thinking that it was an analogy for. Uh, people who can't find love and stuff anymore because they spent so much time doing it and they tried to perfect it and perfect it for others instead of themselves and just the enjoyment of what they do. At first, I thought it was a critique on the uh, food industry. And then I thought it was a critique on like movies in general. And then I walked away thinking that it was just about doing what you do because you love it and not to please other people. Uh, but I think a movie that makes you, when you've got questions about the movie and it, and the whole drive home, you're thinking about now, what was this about? I think that's a really good movie. It was so unbelievably good. So man, I cannot recommend the menu enough. Drew what were your final thoughts? What do you think it was about? Yeah. So I, I was with you a hundred percent. I think I stopped off at the, uh, thinking it's an analogy for a director making a piece of art for his audience and slowly getting yeah. desensitized to yeah. what used to bring him joy. Um, I think cooking has been like, there's like an analogy that works like almost one-to-one with filmmaking. Uh, I've seen it a couple times, most notably in Chef with John Favreau. He talks a lot about how he made that movie after, you know, working for Marvel for so long and just wanting to get back to like making a movie that he wants to make. Ratatouille um, is the same way, I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> so just everything. Um, uh, but I, I, I want to really dig into this movie because I think there's a lot there. And I don't think it's a perfect movie. So I think there's some fun things to talk about. Yeah, I don't think we can because then we become Nicholas Holt's character from the movie. And that's the worst <laughs> character. If you, could, if you could pick one character, you're like, I never want to be that one. If that's the guy. Yeah. That's the one you never want to be. Um, so I don't know if it... I, I th- It's a movie that's worth a lot of discussion. I just feel like that kind of takes away from the point of it. Yeah. I think you're supposed to sit there and really love the movie, and then you weren't supposed to break it down and critique <laughs> it bit by bit. When Anya Taylor-Joy has that line about, I want a cheeseburger and not some deconstructed <laughs> BS, I cracked up laughing. Um, and I was like one of like four people in the theater. So, uh, man, that was a great time at the theater. You mentioned two things. The first one. What was that one again, Kyle, from the start of this? Do you remember... When you said that I 
Drew with No, oh, that Drew Allen was right? Yeah. That's cool. Mm, that's tough. I'm going to need that <laughs> looped and That feels replayed. good on a loop. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be your ringtone going forward. Uh, I'm glad you liked it, though. <laughs> yeah, I liked what you said about you walked away thinking, now what exactly was this about? And I think that's an, an important distinction in some movies that try to be so existential that you walk around, you walk away going, now what happened? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a very different <laughs> question than now yeah. what was that exactly about? And I think one movie that gives you a good story that you can think about and process and, and read into different parts, you know, kind of differently later uh, upon review is a much better movie than one that you walk around going, this feels like a fever dream of a crack addict. And I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> and some of those movies still get held up as like high art. And people are like, no, it was a bad movie. That's kind of what this is. At parts, I actually think I could like write three convincing arguments for it being about three totally different things. And I think I could probably sway somebody on any of those three. Um, but I, I, it just boils down yourself, to those. So. <laughs> now we have to do a podcast. We're going to do three podcasts. The one where I try to convince you it's about all three different types. Um, but yes, I do have a high opinion of myself. That's not wrong. Um, yeah. So that man, what a good time in the theater. That's awesome. That is, I haven't ranked it yet on my list of top 20 top movies from 2022. It's going to be high up there though. I think it's going to crack top five. Uh, and it's a movie. It's a bottle episode movie in a, in a restaurant. Question. I, I remember what my second part was from earlier. I really like MasterChef, and so I, I enjoyed the food parts of it. And they do do some fun things where they like oh, yeah. bring the meal out and give it like a full look, like an actual cooking show. Do you think mm -hmm. your love of Great British Baking Show affected how you <laughs> looked at the food? So, so yes, but this leads me to a fun part. So I went and saw this at like 11 p.m. showing at a really crappy movie theater near my home. Nice. So crappy that like the seats don't really work right, and also which like you can get past that, and like the water bottles are six dollars. But what are you gonna do? And that's the cinema these days. But the screen, they didn't have the ratio right to where like the like the top like third of people's heads were like cut off mm. of the screen. No, and like I could so I couldn't read all the descriptions of the food that was coming out. No. But like towards the end there, I was catching like bits and pieces of the joke. So I'm actually really excited to go back and see it again. In like a, a nice theater where I can see the whole flipping <laughs> image that they wanted me to see. I, I left the movie theater. I went and found somewhere real quick. And I was like, hey, like the, the screen, the aspect ratio is messed up. And she looked at me and she's like, what? I was like, like the top of their heads. Like, I, like top of their head. It's either the weirdest shot movie in the world or like y'all didn't frame it right. And she was like, sir, I take tickets. I don't, want, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't think I'd know how to fix that either. So we're on the same page here. I'm going to go back to this movie I paid $12 to see uh, two-thirds of. Perfect, great. I would have hoped that she looked you in so, the face and was like, but also you need a ticket to go back in there. <laughs> yes. I do uh, one job, and I do menu, it well. So <laughs> I shovel. I shovel well. Um, that's a joke for two people. Um, we're both on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, Dale. Dale cut that one. Um Oh, and then besides the menu, uh, I have also watched the Mickey Mouse Christmas special. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where uh, Minnie cuts her hair uh, the to gift buy of the Magi. Mickey golden shoes. 
And then Mickey cuts off his feet to buy her. He sells his harmonica. She no longer has. He sells no, his harmonica to buy I've her seen this one for her hair. Week, so I can tell she you. She sells her um, hair to buy him a case for his harmonica. It's called the Gift of the Magi. I vaguely remember seeing Mickey Mouse have to saw off his own feet, but I could be wrong. I could be thinking of another movie. Um, so that kind of got me into the Christmas spirit, uh, which led me to watch Spirited which we will be breaking down in the next episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. That's called a tease. So uh, you're welcome. Ooh, wow. Drew Allen, what have you been watching, man? Wow. Sorry, your uh, depiction of Mickey sawing off his foot sent me down a Disney-related Saw crossover um, that I'm going to say for a podcast at a later point. It's going to be Pluto getting his revenge. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) You want to play a game? Um, Anywho, uh, I think the... Only movie I watched. <clears throat> the only movie I watched this week. I just realized that was Mickey Mouse <laughs> saying the jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that makes the intro. Uh, I, I only watched one movie this week, and boy, was it a doozy! Have you heard of a in- movie called Disenchanted? Oh no! Starring Amy Adams. Amy Adams. And McDreamy. Patrick Rob, Dempsey. Yes. McDreamy himself. Don't forget James Marston and Idina Menzel. So uh, only two Ro- stars. Rooney, uh, no. <laughs> okay. So y'all have Rooney heard Mar- of this in that one? <laughs> James Marston is not in it as much as I wanted uh, because he was off filming like three other things. The but I think Marston he was in it everything. as much as he wanted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe fair. more than he wanted. <laughs> yeah. And he honestly is some of the, my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying much because the movie was not super great. Uh, it was a musical, and I can't tell you if I liked any of the musical numbers. Uh, which Did Idina Menzel sing this time at least? She, oof, let me think, not noticeably. Uh, that That is almost as big a travesty as not letting Jonathan Groff sing on the first Frozen movie. Like you have two of the most talented yeah. singers on the planet. You put them in a movie that's a musical, mm-hmm. and you just don't let them sing? That's wild. That is crazy. It's called a tease, uh, Kyle. <laughs> you leave them wanting you more. Like that? And I did want more from Disenchanted. I didn't get it. Um, my wife really liked the first movie, Enchanted. Um, so that's part of the reason we watched it. And we both had a fun time trashing the movie later. So in that sense, um, I don't know what how Austin Chandler... Uh, qualifies a good bad movie or a bad bad movie or a or a terribly horribly movie that you enjoy watching or if they're i can't remember what he said but it's somewhere in that realm of i thought that was mine was that your bit yeah oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to offload yeah that don't give him any credit what's wrong with that you've got good good <laughs> movies you've got good bad movies you've got bad good movies and you've got bad bad movies there you go okay well this was which i stole from abed but <laughs> okay <laughs> and we're Copyright. being honest okay um. Yeah. So I put this in a, I guess, a good bad movie because uh, it was fun for me and my wife to watch it and tear it apart, which made me feel uh like a not good person. Uh, made me feel bad because <laughs> uh, I don't like to just jump on people. They could tell they put a lot of work into it. You know, these people are trying really hard, but the outcome was not great. So that's where I'm going to leave it, and that's all that I have prepared for now. Streaming Crawford. Is there yeah. anything you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Well, while we were talking about this, I just started laughing because I was thinking about how Kyle's opinions about Amy Adams, <laughs> <laughs> which get she was once so hot high. and then just like don't know what happened. Yeah. 
So, uh, thanks. Yeah, the things I've been watching this week, uh, it's Christmas time. For those of you that don't know or are listening to this podcast later, we're recording it around Christmas time. <laughs> and it's, a we- I love Christmas and I love Christmas movies, but I also hate walking into people's homes and then they are always watching Christmas movies. So you're just always catching the last like 45 minutes of somebody else's movie. <laughs> so say that's how I feel every time I go into your home. So that's weird that that's like a pet peeve for you. Uh, <laughs> it's not a pet peeve. You do normally offer to start it over. You normally are like, hey, do you want me to start this over? And I'm like, please, no. Yeah, no, it's not a pet peeve. I, I enjoy it a lot. I just feel bad adding it to my now streaming of like, oh, I watched this movie this week. It's like, I, lo- I watched the last 30 minutes of Four Christmases, but well, we're going to talk about it anyway. So here we go. Do you guys remember Four Christmases? This is when like Vince Vaughn was like super oh, hot yeah. and like he was in just like every comedy that was coming out. They were like, hey, remember what you did with Wedding Crashers? You think you could do that 35 more times? And he was like, mm, I could do old school. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to try it 34 more times. <laughs> <laughs> but Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon, John Favreau, several other cameo appearances throughout. It's fun. It's a it's a movie about having a dysfunctional family around Christmas. So it's something that most people can relate to, I feel like. But No, I can't. <laughs> Does not resonate here. But the other the other Christmas movie that I did watch all the way through, and I watch this every Christmas season, is Love Actually, which is a oh. phenomenal Christmas movie. Is it though? Yes, it is. It's in my opinion the only giant star cast movie that's ever done it well okay because new year's day terrible valentine's day terrible whatever else you know he's just not that into you terrible he's just not that into you (laughs) love actually has nailed it and i love that they tell 30 different stories liam neeson's on screen for about eight total minutes and has the most compelling character arc he and his little boy, stepson. I mean, it's the it's the best Christmas movie out there. Um, I mean, it's Whoa. pretty close. It's pretty close. Whoa! It's, I, no, it's, it's, it's in the state. Listener should know Crawford suffers majorly from recency bias. Oh, big time! Oh, big and time! Also, Christmas time to Crawford maybe six months of the year. This is actually pretty close to Christmas. I want those two corrections to be noted. Okay. Yeah, that's a good note. I'm encouraging the listener at home. And finally, because it had been a couple of weeks, I watched Fired Up. And it really, (laughs) really still hits home every single time. I can't get enough of it. I'm in in love. And then uh, I also, in the spirit of Christmas, watched Spirited, which we will be talking about later on. As has not been mentioned previously on this podcast, that's a tease. Okay. And a callback. <laughs> it's both a tease back. Ooh. I would TM. Trademark that. That's mine. <laughs> and then finally, I want to spend some time in Crawford's Corner. Crawford's This week at Crawford's Corner, we will only be talking about one movie, and that is the new Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen this trailer yet? Oh, yes. Okay, before I get into it, you tell me your your thoughts. I'll let you into the corner. I don't know what's going on. 
I don't know what's going on. You see an old Harrison Ford who looks like he's 95. You see a young Harrison Ford who looks better than he looked in Temple of Doom. Mads Mickelson looks exactly like the bad guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't know what's happening. I can't. I'm fired up, though. I can't wait to find out. I think that there's time travel. I can't wait for young Harrison Ford to to rewrite, unwrite Temple of... What's, what's, what's Crystal Skull? That's four. I want that to be. I want this to be like a Ryan Reynolds time Crystal travel. Crystal Skull's not that bad. Fixing of Crystal Skull. Well, Crystal Skull's real bad. I disagree. Opinion. No, Houseworth's opinion. Crystal Skull, not that bad. No, Crystal Skull's real bad. I also <laughs> have no idea what's going on in this mo- or in this trailer, but I also love that they hit all the nostalgic parts, right? Uh, he's got his hat. He's doing a, a monologue. He's got his whip. You're seeing some adventures. He's talking with a guy in a red fez. You're like, yes, this is everything that we wanted it to be. <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> uh, but also, I do love that old Harrison Ford is totally crushing it right now, uh, being in, in yeah. a couple of different shows. He's in one that's coming out with Jason Siegel here on Apple Plus. Yeah. He's coming out in what I can only assume is the ninth prequel or cool at this point for Yellowstone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He's got another Indiana Jones movie. I I mean, he's he's crushing it. We're in a He's joining the MCU? Come on. Yeah. How does it get better than that? I don't know. I we're in a Harrison Ford renaissance right now. I can't I was about to make that joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Harrisance. Mm, now I'll workshop it later. No, that was your best one. No, that, was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay. But he looks classic Indiana Jones. Also, there seems to be a marketed lack of Shia LaBeouf in this movie and I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that wasn't that bad uh, it does look like there's going to be some big magic elements to it and yes I understand that there's been like religious spiritual magical aspects to every single one of the Indiana Jones movies but for some reason the first three seemed easier to deal with Maybe not two. Two is pretty like mystical and like we're pulling people's hearts out. But like, I don't know. It was the aliens one that got me. I couldn't do the aliens. I was like, we're bro. The third one has a three hundred, three thousand year old knight, whatever. Yeah, who <laughs> has the holy grail? Yeah, and the whole thing just the the first one has the ark of the covenant melting people's faces off. I know. I understand. But that only happens for... Four was not that bad. Four was pretty bad. That's the hill I'm going to die on now. Four, four was yes, so bad. Four was so bad. I'm going to rewatch uh, Christmas and also, after this. I can't wait. Pa- I don't know why it bothered me so much, but when he survived an atomic blast in the refrigerator, I was just like, that. that's not the magical part. That's the practical effect part that you're going to go with. I went out and... I went out and bought a new fridge after that because I was like, I got to make sure mine can... Well, they don't the build them like they did in the case. 50s. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you got a fridge that will die in a nuclear explosion. Yes, you did. Anyway, I'm very, very excited about the newest Indiana Jones. It's a nostalgic franchise for me. Uh, a big part of my childhood. One and three. I mean, my brothers and I still even quote that every day when somebody says, hey, where should I go? Should I go between them? It's like, no, I said don't go between them. I mean, things like that. Yes. I mean, the throwaway lines. We love them. So um, very, very excited about the fifth installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. But this has been Crawford's Corner. Crawford's Corner. 
Thanks for listening to this now streaming episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Stick around as on the next episode we'll be talking about the new hit Christmas movie of 2022, Spirited.